This program is brought to you by Pussy Magnets. Welcome, welcome, my lovely lumps. Or should I say lovely labs? I'm so thrilled to have you here in the Labia Lounge to yarn about all things sexuality, womanhood, holistic health, and everything in between. Your legs. Ah, uh, can never help myself. Anyway, we're going to have vag loads of real chats with real people about real shit. So buckle up, you're about to receive the sex ed that you never had and have a bloody good laugh while you're at it. Before we get stuck in, I'd like to respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I'm recording this, the Manang people. It's an absolute privilege to be living and creating dope podcast content on Noongar country and I pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Now, if you're ready, let's flap and do this. <laughs> oh God, is there such thing as too many vagina jokes in the one intro? <laughs> Whatever, I'm leaving it in. It's my podcast. Don't panic, you're not broken. Your sex education was a piece of shit. Get your flaps out and pull up a couch. It's the Lady Lounge. Ah, shit. Far out, woman. What's got sand in your clam now? Sand in my clam! Hey, my lovely labial legends, welcome to the first ever Sand in My Clam epi, where we're going to be getting real about some of the things that really get our goat when it comes to being a woman or a vagina owner. And I don't mean we're going to be whinging about having a vag or being a woman, more that we're going to be discussing things that other people with a vagina will hopefully be able to relate to because we've all had to deal with it as a result of living in a patriarchal society and being a woman or having a badge. So the idea of these shorter eps is, sorry, I'm just kind of like picking my nose, is that I'm going to bring on friends and just cool cats to chat about the shit that really irks us or just isn't a vibe um, and maybe bring up stories from our lives about things that happen that we feel are worth talking about and that might be relatable for you. So if you have a Sand in My Clam story and you'll start to get the picture once we start riffing um, or if you just want to send me a voicey telling me something that's pissing you off lately and getting sand in your clam, this is the sort of listener participation that I highly recommend and I'm hoping we'll start to um, snowball a bit once I start releasing these episodes. So I've got my dear friend Hannah on. Welcome, Hannah. Thanks. <laughs> um and we're actually sitting in Hannah's wardrobe right now because I got a new mic. It's dope. It means I can record an episode with multiple people in the room rather than just online. So that's pretty exciting. And we were trying to find a soundproof space. So we're in the walk-in robe. Um, so if you can see the video, <laughs> some pretty dope clothing behind me. Hannah's got a great wardrobe. Um, and I guess to give you some context for the topic of this episode, because I, I basically, yeah, got incensed by this thing that happened the other day and I sent Hannah a video and a voicey about it and she was like, oh my God, like, yes. Um, so to give you the, the backstory, um, we we're having a barbecue at our house and one of, um, our mates had a stubby holder on their beer and I'm pretty sure it wasn't her stubby holder. She probably like, it was probably her, her partner's, um, it's just one of those classic kind of like, I don't know, like souvenir-y, gimmicky type things you might find in a 
I don't know, mm. like what? Yeah, like a like smoke mart or something. Oh, yes, you know exactly, what I mean? exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so it had like mind-boggling boobs, and then there was like a row of of like these sort of cartoon depictions of women around the sub subby holder with different kinds of boobs, different shapes and sizes, and then it had a name for the type of boob underneath, and it was like, you know, um lemons sweet potatoes blockbusters which were these like massive porn titties and then has beans which was like on an older woman and they were like saggy and pendulous um which i just found so derogatory and then at the end bee stings and the bee stings were like these tiny little you know tiny tiny little breasts and nipples and the the woman in the drawing looked so unhappy and like ashamed and self-conscious like she was hunched over her like chest was concaved and her shoulders were rolling in and her facial expression was just like yeah like like ashamed and sad because she had these bee stings and I was just like oh my god like this fucking this sort of stuff like it doesn't seem like a big deal maybe to most on the outside and we're so desensitized to it um but I just I just can't find it funny anymore. And like, you know, I was taking a video for Hannah, um, like of the stubby holder and my partner was just kind of like laughing and like kind of like scoffing a little bit like, oh, come on. Like it's meant to be a joke. Like it's not a big deal. Like get over it, that kind of thing. And I was just like even more enraged because I was like, what the fuck? Like, how dare you? You have no idea. Like this shit is not funny. It is absolutely damaging and insidious and it's just like coming from this underlying culture that we that I've grown up in having these things myself and basically yeah I was pissed and I wanted to talk about it and Hannah who is also a small-breasted person um completely got it (laughs) yeah a hundred percent and you know what what I just kind of don't get is like even if it is a joke what's the joke like half boobs is that the joke it's not clever it's really not like it, despite the fact or like in addition to the fact that it's patriarchal it's like not even I don't know I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even I know. And, and I was just like well sure like yeah chill out Freya it's just meant to be a joke it's harmless yeah. is like the general kind of vibe yeah. that I was getting and I was like fuck no it's not harmless and also you don't see fucking stubby holders and t-shirts with like pictures of dicks on there talking about like a tiny little fucking woodpecker or the willy wagtail or i don't know (laughs) that's good i can't think of anything derogatory i know that there is a little bit of that same kind of thing in our culture of like you know boob sizes is like a thing that people compare and like dick sizes is a thing that people compare but like it's not it's not it's almost like there's just enough um what would you call it like ego or sensitivity wrapped up in that for men mm. that it's like actually not really a joke that's pervasive in our culture mm. like boob size it's kind of out of bounds like you wouldn't be yeah. finding that at, at smoke mart yeah you're true you're Fuck right no. you're right it's, it's definitely kind of out of bounds yeah yeah whereas like it's pretty pretty typical that women's bodies are just this thing that are like fair game and can be used as the butt of jokes and yeah. can be depicted in all of these ways that are like ho, 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 ho. yeah um which just fucking sickens me and like growing up with really small breasts like i absolutely like hated having small boobs like i considered getting a boob job when i was old enough like i was mm-hmm. really yeah 
really fucking self-conscious about it and would, you know, wear the like hectic stuffed padded underwear bras, like, you know, all of it just to try to, to look as though I had more, more chesticles going on. And like, I wouldn't have consciously thought about the impact of these sorts of like, you know, this sort of merch when I was a kid, but I remember seeing that kind of thing. There was probably way more of it in the 90s and, and noughties, to be honest. Like I was shocked when I saw this stubby holder because I hadn't really been exposed to anything like that for ages. Um, and so I wouldn't have like thought much of it back then. But like I definitely remember looking at these things and just kind of like looking to find the one that looked like my body and then being really like really sad and disheartened and ashamed of my body because of the sort of, yeah, the derogatory way that they were being yeah. portrayed and or, or just like that my body type wasn't represented at all, which was like even, you know, just as bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, no, totally. And this reminds me of something that I have talked to you about before, which is the fact that in 2010, and I did look this up before we started recording because I was like, there's no way this is real. It is real. In 2010, the ABC and a couple other regulatory agencies got together and they were like, okay, we need a crackdown on like pedophilia and child pornography and all this. So the way that they decide to do this is they decide to ban small boobs, a cup and smaller, um, from adult entertainment and also in movies, you know, like when there's a bit of nudity in the movie, they can decide to like not show scenes if they think that the actress's boobs are too small because um, they thought that it was encouraging pedophilia by showing small breasts, which is crazy because what we're doing is like, Number one, there's no representation for people who have small boobs. But the other thing is you're saying that small boobs is analogous for being a child. And Mm. it's a really common thing. Like I've said it before is like, I have small boobs. I look like a 12 year old boy. Mm -hmm. I've said that a lot. Um, And like, you know, I I get where that comes from because I've said that before when you're skinny and you don't have, you know, big boobs. Um, But like what we're basically sort of denying our own participation in womanhood because Mm -hmm. of the size of our boobs which is crazy because we're both like healthy normal people Mm -hmm. and like the fact that we should you know say that we have no boobs or we're a 12 year old boy is it's Mm -hmm. weird and it really just goes to show like how pervasive that idea has been that breast size defines whether or not you're a woman yeah I feel like for two people who have actually spent a lot of time out thinking about this and like unpacking (laughs) this and it's still like it's still managed to like work its way into like some of the things we say like it's insane isn't it yeah 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 absolutely like Oh, I have so many, so many like things I want to say on this. So like, before I forget, (laughs) I've got a few threads I want to keep, like few irons to keep in the fire. Um, firstly, that's absolutely fucked. (laughs) Like, before you told me about that the other day, it's so fucking damaging to like not have body types like ours portrayed and also like, like be called juvenile and prepubescent and like, you know, childlike and, so that's, you know, and then, yeah, we're like kind of, um, what's the word where, where I guess we're just associating like a womanly feminine body with larger boobs. So then we're automatically feeling like, you know, less of a woman, less sexy, less attractive. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is like, you, you like, um, brought up a while back, like the language thing, which was like, even though I have totally embraced my small breasts, 
Um, I'm down with it. I don't feel like self-conscious like I used to and like body loathing and, and everything. And it's taken like 15 years of work, but I've gotten there. <laughs> but I still noticed um, that some of the language I used was kind of the language I used when I did used to hate my boobs. Yeah. And like you called it out when I was like, yeah, you know, like I've got no boobs. Um, and you were like, yeah, I used to say that about mine as well. And I would say like, I've got no boobs. And then I realized how like um, minimizing yeah. and like, you know, just, just disrespecting my breasts and my body that was to just deny their existence because they weren't big enough to yeah. like. Same. Same to be like if you have a, had a small nose or something and you said like, oh, I've got like no nose. Or a small penis. Oh, God. Oh, God. Like, no penis. Like if you had a micro dick and you were like, I got no penis. Like, God, what? no one would say no that. No one would say that. Because it would totally like deny, I don't know, that would be yeah. awful. It's yeah. like there's a threshold of size that it needs to be to actually qualify as a genital or like a breast, you know, like yeah. that's crazy. It's super crazy. Yeah. Oh, I've never thought about it that way, but that's a good one. Yeah. And then the other thing that completely enraged me about this whole fucking rule about not letting any, you know, a, or what was it? A cup or smaller yeah. um, size breast be like portrayed is like the the fact that then they're still allowing like completely shaved pussies with no pubic hair which is like very prepubescent and juvenile looking which would completely inc- like if they think small boobs are gonna encourage pedophilia then what do they think no pubic hair is gonna do <laughs> totally, like jesus totally. like there's no Absolutely. adult that has no pubic hair naturally whereas there's heaps of women that naturally don't have a uh-huh. lot of breast yeah tissue. you're so right you are so right about this and it just kind of goes to show you is it really about stopping pedophilia or does mm-hmm. it just kind of like you know is it more in line with like the male gaze and like mm. oh well yeah i guess no pubic hair is kind of childlike but like we like it so let's just yeah. keep it you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. And also, like, on that, the the whole um, legislation around inner labia and, like, the pink bits yeah. in, like, media and porn and magazines and stuff, like, you, you're not allowed to show the pink bits or the inner labia. Yeah. Um, so they just have to be, like, outer labia and then a slit, like a slit down the middle. That's it. You can't see any of the, like, floral kind of inner labia blossoming out. It's got to be an innie. So then people are getting labiaplasty. they're fucking you know they're airbrushing the the sort of photos and things in magazines to look as though these women don't have any inner labia and that's fuck it like that's pretty juvenile because like a lot of people never grow the the larger inner labia and maybe their vulva does continue looking like an innie but then a lot of people do grow more floral inner labia and have an Audi but that only happens after puberty so basically like the prepubescent vulva is always an innie so that's just like again contradicting the entire reasoning behind like yeah it's extremely flawed it's extremely (laughs) flawed and this isn't like a hard and fast rule like these days they will like look at something and decide if it's too childlike, but small boobs is like one of the reasons they can yeah, use to yeah. remove something. Yeah. But in 2010, when it happened, it was like sort of more of a blanket rule. And I remember at the time I was like 15 and I was camping and I don't know how I heard about this. I don't know if there was like a camp kitchen with like a little TV or something. And I climbed this tree like by myself and I like cried at the top of this tree. Cause I was like, I have small boobs and my boobs are not allowed in porn, which when I was 15, I thought that was like extremely devastating. Oh my god! Um, we, and you know what? It kind of is devastating because 
if you don't have like representation of all bodies um in adult content but also just like you know in general movies and yeah yeah. then when you see someone with small boobs you're gonna think that it's like oh like whoa her boobs are small or like Mm -hmm. that's like that's not womanly because all the Mm -hmm. women you've seen like all of the actresses and Mm -hmm. you know actually we were talking about this there are actresses with small boobs so we were like yeah oh but like not many like I remember as a teenager when I saw um there was I I can remember there was literally like two actresses that I noticed and that was it that had like smaller breasts and like flatter chests like me and I was over the fucking moon about it I just adored them because I was like oh my god and it was Kate Hudson and Kira Knightley and they didn't like get boob jobs they didn't wear like push-up bras to make it look like they had boobs and that was actually just so unusual especially back then that was just like never never happened I couldn't believe it when I saw them in the movies or like saw photos of them at like you know some fucking Hollywood event and they hadn't tried to make it look like they had boobs like they they were proudly just flat-chested and I was just just like so stoked and empowered by that yeah but there wasn't enough of it at all no there totally wasn't and I feel like there was a much I don't know if this it probably still happens today because I don't really wear my bras much these days <laughs> like, I feel like there was way more of a culture around like push-up bras yes. and boob jobs yeah whereas now it seems to be more like lace bralettes and like you know sort of like more softer shapes you yeah, know what I mean? Right. Where it used to be like these like big these big yeah. like cups. Like I used to wear two padded bras, one on top of the <laughs> other. So then I had like double pad, which <laughs> was extremely sweaty. Oh in, my god, in I summertime. Bet. <laughs> um yeah, it's insane. Oh. So yeah, I'm I I guess I'm kinda like happy that maybe that's not the mainstream idea anymore but it just goes to show you like we we think like oh yeah things have come a long way and but then you see that stubby holder and you're like not that far and also like maybe they've come a long way in certain circles that we are now swimming in but in other like yeah in other like parts of mainstream culture definitely the boob job still is still and and more like you know the lip job and the labiaplasty and the fucking all the different things and then if you go to like brazil or somewhere like that like Dude, they're getting butt jobs and boob jobs as soon as they turn 16. Like, it is crazy. So it's, like, definitely still very, very much a thing. Um, And, like, yeah, what you're saying about just not – yeah, not seeing your body type represented. I feel like they've gotten a lot better at um, representing like more full-figured body types and things like that. But it, it made me think of um, something else I've noticed and I and I've always picked up on because, like I was saying before, like you see you see like one of those depictions of like all the different types of bodies or all the different types of vulvas or breasts, and you're like automatically looking for the one that looks like yeah. yours for like validation and affirmation yeah. that you're normal <laughs> and being like. Oh you know it's not just curiosity it's like where the fuck am I like am I okay um and I sort of saw a trend of like heaps of these little just like basically like a few lines very very simple cartoon drawings of breasts um and they would have like such a variety they'd have like you know the mastectomy with the one scar from the breast being removed from cancer and then they'd have like really saggy ones and really um different sized sort of asymmetrical ones and big nipples and small nipples and yeah pointing outwards pointing inwards and there was like small ones in there but there was never there was never like a drawing with no like no they always had a little they always had like a like a little curvy under boob line 
or a little like side or cleavage and I'm just like where's the one that just is literally like two nipples and no lines around it like have under boob I've got no fucking shadowing or curvature there it's literally just like they're stuck to the front of my chest without without like enough like weightiness or body to have any kind of under boob line even in a cartoon drawing and so I'm always looking at it like damn those um those like small the smallest breasts on that picture are still like more than a handful like Like, (laughs) easy yeah yeah so I just yeah I feel like there's lots of um that pisses yeah. me off as well. Every time I see those little cartoons, I was saying to Freya like the other day, I actually stopped following one of these body positive cartoons because all of the, the boobs and the bodies that she drew, none of them had small boobs. And I was like, I don't need more of this shit in my life. <laughs> Give me a cartoonist that draws some small boobs. I know. Um, yeah. 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 And you've actually just reminded me of a thing. I don't know if you remember this. This was maybe like... I want to say 2014. That's like a rough guess. Mm. There was like this viral challenge that went live and it was like, can you take a pen or a pencil and hold it under your boob? When I saw that, mind was blown because I was like, cool, if you hold a pencil up to a wall and let go. That's me. That's that's my chest. Push my boobs down and squish and try and hold. Like I probably, there's nothing there. Oh my God. That made me madly depressed. Like watching that. Same. Excuse the interruption, my loves, but I'm shamelessly seeking reviews and five-star ratings for the potty because, as I'm sure you've noticed by now, it's pretty fab. And the more people who get to hear it, the more people it can help. Reviews and ratings help me curry favor with the algorithmic gods and get suggested to other listeners to check out. Plus, they make me feel really good and appreciated as I continue to pour my heart and soul into creating this baby for you. And I promise I don't maz over them or anything. I mostly just tuck them away for a rainy day when I'm filled with self-doubt and existential dread about being self-employed, which is fairly frequently. (laughs) So you see, leaving a review really does make a difference and it's an easy little act of support that you can take in just a minute or two by either going to Spotify and leaving five stars for the show or writing a written review and leaving five stars over on Apple Podcasts. Choose your poison, or if you're a real overachiever, you could do both. Whoa now. If you are writing a review, though, just be sure to only use G-rated words, because despite the fact that this is a podcast about sexuality, words like sex can be censored and your review won't actually show up. Lame. Anyway. Oh, what was that? Oh, you're going to go do it right now while I wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great idea. May as well just quickly click that five-star button before we get on with it and, you know, like forget about it and get on with your day. Um, um, oh, I'm hearing them roll in. I'm hearing those five stars. <laughs> oh, my God. I make myself cringe. Anyway, uh, thank you much, Lee. You're a total gem and I'll let you get back to the episode now. What kind of challenges that? Yep, yep, same, absolutely. And like, you know, uh, I feel like it was in Legally Blonde or something. Like, there was like a whole scene with like the cleavage and being able to tuck things into your cleavage. And I just like, I was always so, yeah, so like down on myself after seeing yeah. things like that. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I never have a hope in hell yeah. of of being able to. And and I also like you know, as I was going through puberty and kind of growing older, I was like, yeah, like my boobs are going to grow in. Like one day mum's got boobs. Yep. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And by the time I got to like 17 or 18, I was like, I actually just think this is 
this is it. I think this is my body. I don't think I'm ever going to grow big enough boobs to like fill and fill, fill basically an A cup even. Or, or, you know, hold a pencil. Yeah. So. <laughs> As if your boobs need to be holding pencils. But, yeah, no, I super get it. Um, and I'm going to a little bit steal your line here. Yeah. But we were kind of talking about the episode that you recorded with Tuck. And they were talking about being misgendered and they were saying, you know, it's like a small thing. Someone misgenders you. It's not like the end of the world. It doesn't define you. But every time you get like these little microaggressions against you, it's mm-hmm. like someone scratching you in the same spot. So yeah. imagine if someone scratches you, let's say like five times a day in the same mm-hmm. spot for 10 years, mm-hmm. you're going to have like a big, disgusting, infected sore there. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of what this really ridiculous um stubby holder feels like where it's like mm-hmm. no i don't look at the stubby holder and go well i guess that stubby holder is the one true version of reality yeah but like that stubby holder is one of i don't know 200 mm-hmm. things i've seen this month that mm-hmm. tell me that my body isn't conventionally yeah. attractive yeah exactly. you know so i think maybe that's more what we're getting sand in our clam about here mm-hmm. is this weird sort of insidious like pervasiveness from your really like bogan stubby holder all the way to like the like progressive aggressive um body positive artist uh-huh. none of them are having like small boob representation <laughs> like it seems minor but like across when you're when you look across the spectrum and you don't see yourself represented anywhere like mm-hmm. you know you start to think is there something wrong with me yeah yeah and, and it's shit it's just like that's why i get so I, I get like doubly pissed off when I feel a feeling about something like this. I have a reaction to this, you know, say this stubby holder and then someone like my super fucking conventionally attractive, godly looking partner, bless him, but fuck, he's had a pretty easy trot looking like that. Um, don't think he's ever had any fucking body consciousness. Dude's a rig. Um, yeah, and he's just like, oh, come on. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, like, yeah. chill out. Yeah. And I'm like, can't what? <laughs> like, yeah. dude, it's not about the stubby holder. It is about exactly. an entire fucking culture, like, my, like a lifetime of microaggressions and tiny little things that just send me this subliminal message, just this message. I don't know. What does subliminal mean? Did I use that correctly? Yeah, I think yeah. So. it's like, it's like, subconscious brainwashy um i'm thinking of zoolander when they were like brainwashing and with subliminal messages through the song (laughs) god i bet that movie didn't age well and there would be heaps of shit in there that made us feel like shit there would be yeah 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 i mean it was about models (laughs) anyway um yeah it's just like this kind of it's like the medium like it's like a where we're goldfish swimming in this water and the water is just constantly slightly the wrong pH or the temperature and it's and it's creating these like yeah these wounds or these imbalances that was a really clumsy metaphor but basically I'm swimming around just my entire life and there's a million and one different things that are all telling me that I'm wrong and I'm ugly and I'm yeah. hideous and I'm not womanly enough or I'm not sexually attractive. No one's going to want me and my boobs are fucking non-existent and like a 12-year-old boy or mosquito bites or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and it's just like so normalized and so sometimes so subtle and sometimes really explicit, but it's just it's always been there. Like it's yeah. always been there. It's so and constant. I just don't – I just – I feel annoyed when someone tries to minimize that and be like, oh, ch- like whatever, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal because it's like, hang on, you haven't spent your whole fucking life 
getting scratched in that same spot, yeah. you know, to the point where you, you just feel so much self-loathing and self-consciousness about your body and your validity as a fucking like woman and a, and a person in the world. So yeah, I think it's like super important to like talk about yeah that the fact that like no we're not overreacting like yeah and that's like kind of I just um made the soundbite for these episodes this morning and I was like I got lucky to do the the male vocals and I was like all right sound like a misogynistic fucking like bogan cunt sound like it sound like a boyfriend who's just sick sick to death of hearing his like woman whinge about shit that he doesn't think is a big deal because that is exactly what this entire segment is going to be about from now on is like more or less these kind of yeah these like subtle microaggressions that like people don't put enough stock in and so he you know I guess I'll put the soundbite at the start of this episode so you will have already heard it but I was yeah just like yeah I'm gonna be like I've got Sandy McClam about something and he is gonna be like oh fucking what now what are you bloody getting your knickers in a knot about now like that kind of vibe because that's another thing that makes it even worse is like we see these things or have these feelings or reactions and then someone pretty much inevitably tells us to fucking shut up because it's not a big deal and we yeah. should just get over it yeah and the thing is that stubby holder no that one thing is not a big deal but no. like times it by a thousand it's now a massive mm-hmm, deal mm-hmm. and i'm pissed about it especially to like young us like i'm sweet now i can see that and be like cool like that doesn't affect me I don't look at that and go oh my god I'm hideous but like me (laughs) as a teenager who's like feeling so awkward and self-conscious in my body and just like bombarded by so much of that in the mainstream media like I did not have the knowledges or the empowerment within me or the inner resources to like be able to um combat that like that all sunk in and sent this like message to my subconscious that like I was fucking gross yeah (laughs) totally and I want to add one more thing before we finish up which is one thing that I've just been thinking about since we were talking about this the other day is like I remember when I started trying to like be a bit more, you know, like body neutral or body positive. And one of the things you hear is like, oh small boobs, they're great. They your back doesn't hurt and you can Mm -hmm. run without a bra. So you know, like true and both extremely great things that I make use of. (laughs) Same. What I don't like about that is it's like, oh well they don't look good, but you can at least they're practical. Like you never hear the narrative of like, oh small boobs, yeah, they're not as big as as that, but like they're extremely hot because you look like an extremely sexy pixie when you're naked, which is what I've decided I look like when I'm naked. (laughs) I look at my boobs now. I'm like, they look great. But like at the start, I was like, oh, well, they don't look good, but at least I can run with a bit more freedom, which is such a like faux empowering kind Mm -hmm. of statement. And I really, yeah, Yeah. I, I really didn't like that totally sort of narrative that like unless you conform to the way of being conventionally attractive you can't feel great about the way that you look you can just sort of like feel good about you know other things but yeah. that's not one of them yeah oh that's like I, I had not even like thought about that and you pointed that out because I use I use that as a, I'm like yep I'm sweet with my breasts now like I, I like them and I don't feel self-conscious about them anymore and like I love the fact that I can you know, run without a bra and I don't, I don't really like have to worry about some of the things that my friends with larger breasts complain about. Um, but I was very much focusing on like the practical side of it. It's like, Oh, like, yeah, like they don't look as, as, um, as womanly or sexy, but like at least they're practical. Yeah. And I don't think I'd ever really like articulated that or realized I was still thinking in that, in that line of thought. But like, I think I kind of was, I was like, well, yeah, I've accepted them and they're fine. 
but like I guess I wouldn't mind a bit of it, a bit more of a handful because then they would look a little bit more, you know. Um, But I have definitely over the last like couple of years, especially, I think think it has the final piece for me was like being in a really beautiful, like loving, sportive relationship with someone who really loves my boobs. And now I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, they actually can be very sexy and people can be really into them. And that's kind of, again, like, well, it sucks that we need the validation of, like, the male gaze or, yeah. like, a partner to actually yeah. make us feel like it's okay. But, like, fuck it. It was definitely a beautiful piece in my healing. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I yeah. totally agree. Like, the first time I realized someone could be attracted to my boobs, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I didn't even think it was possible. Yeah. You know? And, oh, and so like, sad. you see this for pretty much, like, all the underrepresented, mm-hmm. like, body types and different body variations you can have. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Cool. Well, (laughs) I feel like I've got it all out of my system. Me too. I actually feel like we've had so many good thoughts like in talking about this like a couple of days ago and now, don't you think? I'm like, wow, I've really wrapped my head around this extremely fucking annoying issue. You know? I feel like I was way more articulate in the first one. So just for everyone's information, we recorded this this episode a few days ago and like somehow just fucked it up and it was completely the recording was completely unusable um and it was devastating and I was ovulating then so I was really firing like on all cylinders and now I'm just like super grouchy and like my brain's and not working at all so you know I think it's fine I, I think you did a great job and um, <laughs> I think it was good but it was very good. like it's so hard to try to have basically the same conversation yeah. and make sure you touch on all the points that you said last time because you're like oh I loved how I said that last yeah. time and you're trying to remember uh, that and then it's like less organic but yeah anyway the next one we, we do, do will be totally totally organic and yeah. if this hasn't worked I'm gonna fucking <laughs> woo! That's gonna get so much sand in my clam. Yeah, no, that that can be its own episode then. Yes, tech issues yeah. fucking kill me. All right, love you everyone. Thanks for joining us for our first ever episode of Sand in My Clam. And another reminder: if you've got an example of something that gets sand in your clam, let me know. Thanks, Anna. Bye. Bye. And that's it, darling hearts. Thank you for stopping by the Labia Lounge. Your bum groove in the couch will be right where you left it, just waiting for you to sink back in for some more double L action next time. And in the meantime, if you'd be a dear and subscribe, share this episode, or leave a review on iTunes, then you can pat yourself on the snatch because that, my dear, is a downright act of sex-positive feminist activism. And you'd be supporting my vision to educate, empower, demystify, and destigmatize with this here podcast. Also, I'm always open to feedback, topic ideas that you'd love to hear covered, or guest suggestions. So feel free to get in touch via my website at freyograph.com or say hey over on Insta. My handle is Freya underscore graph underscore YMT and I seriously hope you're following me on there because damn, we have fun. We have fun. Anyway, later labial legends. I'll see you next time.